Assalamu alaikum, my name is Adar. Assalamu alaikum, my name is Sasan. Hello, Assalamu alaikum, my name is Muna. I um, do a lot of things at TDS, but what I'm most popularly known as being the host of the Digisterhood podcast. Um, I am terrible at introductions, but that's my bread and butter. That's the area I really just thrive in. Um, and yeah, that's a little bit, a bit more about me, but what do you do, Mona? <laughs> I am uh, the producer of the Digital Sisterhood podcast and the co-founder of Beautiful Life Studios, uh, the production company. Um, that's me. What do you do? Um, and my name is Sassan Abdullahi, and I am the sales and marketing lead for the Digital Sisterhood. Basically, I try to put TDS on the map. Yeah, I, at least I'm trying. Yeah. It, I like to describe it as a synergy. I, when we tell our story about how all this started, is that we all had we were doing different things, um, and Allah brought us together for us to amplify what we're doing because it was very similar. But if we're just starting with me, I it was during the pandemic, and we didn't have too many opportunities to go to the masjid, go to our regular halakas, connect with sisters at all at that time. It started to affect me. Um, because I'm a very extroverted person, I love to be in community, and all of a sudden it was taken. And so I just felt like, how do I keep like my energy up? How do I keep my iman? How do I continue to be able to be inspired if I'm isolated in my room? And so for me, it was coming from a place of, I wish, I, I wish this wasn't the case, and also recognizing how many more women feel the way that I do. And so... Um, I would describe myself as storyteller more now. Back then, I just thought I was a person who just told stories at every corner of the mosque, to be honest. But um, it really came from, I wish there was a space like this. Maybe I should start it. Um, but it wasn't until I met Mona who helped me describe exactly how I was going to execute that mission. Um, but I'm going to tell you that part. Yeah, I, I feel like everybody sits in their living room and they have a podcast, you know? <laughs> I think that's, this is the human thing uh, in which we want to tell our stories, we want to share. And so uh, the format of a podcast actually came to me when I uh, started working with um, NPR. And it was the first time that I started to see the mode and the medium of storytelling in, in, a, in a podcast format, where it's like you can hear really deep moving stories without seeing visuals. I'm a very a filmmaker, visual person, but there's something that is beautiful when the visuals are taken away and you have to sit there and you have to actually listen to the individual before you can judge, before you know what their skin color looks like or anything looks like, like, you know, you have to listen to, you know, what, what they were like as a child and that sucks the person in and that gets the person to understand. And in the course of, of seeing that, I started to see, whoa, like this sort of, this type of storytelling could be a huge platform for Muslim women to tell their stories because for a long time, the only way people interact with Muslim women is through their visuals, what they look like, right? And so, and we're sitting here going like, we're so much more than the color of my hijab or the style, what I do, you know? So God inspired me to, to see this as a platform that works. And it was, it was really a test run Allah brought other incredible storyteller. She herself was starting a podcast in her in her bedroom, you know, and with her friends, and so, um, um, uh, and and we came together and hopefully started it as a podcast. But there's something so beautiful about audio um, that we we love to capitalize on. Yeah, absolutely. 
I think the only thing I'll add is, you know, I, I came to them after I had sort of been listening to the podcast, but there was a missing gap when 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 other um, you know and when I decided to sort of uh, start this endeavor and that missing gap is no one was listening to our stories uh, at the essence of what it is human stories right we're always looked at Muslim women um, hijabi women and we wanted to strip all that away and listen to intimate human stories and connect with us on a more deeper level and I feel like that's what the podcast has been doing alhamdulillah and has impacted people all over the world you know, 147 countries are listening to the Digital Sisterhood podcast, and that says something, mm -hmm. right? It says that Muslim women have something to say, and other Muslim women want to listen. And funny, and, and the funniest thing, it's not just Muslim women. Women want to hear other women's stories because we all have a shared experience, and we just happen to be Muslim women. Even yeah, alhamdulillah. Yeah, there we have a few strong <laughs> subset of Muslim men who are supporting us as well. And growing. I think it, it's funny because it came from uh, an interview that someone asked me, it's like, what exactly are you trying to do? What is, and I, the slogan came naturally from, you know, being interviewed. And remember if you asked me, like, what exactly are you trying to do? I started trying to make room. Um, and the place, places I've ever seen room being made wasn't creative spaces. Mm -hmm. Where is somebody's making something to ask you, hey, how do you want to contribute to this? And all of a sudden, there's being room being made for you. Remember, if you asked me, like, what exactly are you trying to do? I said, I'm trying to make room. Um, and the place, places I've ever seen room being made wasn't creative spaces. Mm -hmm. Where is somebody's making something to ask you, hey, how do you want to contribute to this? Because what we're trying to do essentially requires all of our contributions, right? We even the three of us don't represent all Muslim women. Right? And so ensuring that like, we recognize that we also have our experiences, there's still room to be made. But I find that when you're creative, it's mm -hmm. like it's natural to say, what are your additions to it? Mm -hmm. I mean, the best art are, are the ones that you see d different pieces of stories from different people. Right? And then all of a sudden, it feels universal. It's because there is room being made. Mm -hmm. And so me, it's like, when women create, man, they're making room. And if I'm making, and it's interesting because when the podcast started to do well, I noticed a, a plethora of podcasts coming out, mm. right? Because people are starting to see a lane that didn't exist. So look, look at these women, look what they're able to, to do with who they are. It's not a limitation, right? They, people like who they are. And all of a sudden it's like, well, they did, I can do it too. And we're not telling them they can't, we're telling them to do more, right? And so that's, that's what that slogan comes from, is that that's the essence of what we're attempting to do. We're trying to make space as much as we can. We don't want to be the last. We just want to start and open the floodgates where people start running in, like just running in, um, because we we took that risk and we had you know good intentions in it. So yeah, that's where it comes from. I think uh, she always uh, hits the mark. <laughs> I think uh, it's it's as simple as that. Is when you show someone something's possible people stop uh, limiting their voices, shutting themselves down before someone else does. Because sometimes we shut ourselves down as a form of protection of ourselves and the people that we love. Mm -hmm. So I even used to have my mother um, tell me, don't talk. Like, why, why do you think um, your voice is needed? Because it was more of like, don't put yourself as a target out there. Because when you when you do that, and so my way of, of 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 you know kind of fighting against that was naming my company after her. So beautiful light is Jamila Ifton. My mom's name translated. So it's 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 it's, it's simply that. Do it. Show people it's not that scary. 
and people will follow. We should all feel safe. We should all feel heard. We should all feel welcome. And, and the way we do it is by stepping and taking that challenge and, and saying, guys, it's not that scary. Come on, mm-hmm. let's go. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, we're actually also saying that look how many people want and like what you have to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, how does it feel to know your story of a Muslim woman that reminds you of yourself is also beating people like Joe Rogan who have million dollar uh, budgets to do a production, like a show, mm-hmm. and we're not anywhere near that kind of budget, but here we are beating him, mm-hmm. right? And I don't want to say that it's because we're just good at you know making things, mm-hmm. but your story is that powerful mm-hmm. that even a low bu- maybe a low budget podcast could your story could exceed it because that's how and I, I, that's the proof of it, mm-hmm. right? Is that you see people that look like you, and they did what they could, they they use what they could, and they still came up on top because that's what really matters, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is your story, your voice, right? I know people use it, you know, Corey goes, oh, your voice, it actually matters. Look, you know, I got numbers to prove it. I got impact to show you, you know, I got countries to tell you where you're not limited, you know? And so I just hope that every person that listens recognizes, oh my God, I am powerful. There is room for me. You know, I am wanted. No matter what images they used of us or told our stories without our consent, here are you taking your power back, right? And and just to, to highlight, like, it doesn't have to be just you know, for us, alhamdulillah, we've been blessed with, with the platform, but I think any woman who tomorrow wants to start something and create space, even if one person reaches out to her and says, I felt seen, I felt heard, then that's it. You've done what you can. You don't have to influence everyone, mm-hmm. right? But just you taking that bold move and that courage to step forward and providing a space for other women, alhamdulillah, you're doing khair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> Initially, I think we had such a popular podcast with so much listener base, but I think one of the biggest challenges was, number one, how do we monetize this? And number two, how do we get more people in the mainstream media to almost hear about us? Um, Alhamdulillah, uh, you know, if you have tawakkul, Allah will make a way. Um, And we slowly but surely found, you know, solutions. Um, I think our first ever uh, interview, um, sort of like a mainstream interview was BuzzFeed. Uh, You know what I mean? And to be able to say that we got featured on BuzzFeed is huge. Um, and, And everybody was sort of, and that was like the first thing that I felt like, okay, we're getting traction now, right? Even though, alhamdulillah, before that, you guys had the Toronto Star and there were other publications, but BuzzFeed bought in Grazia, bought in Cosmo, bought in one after the other after the other, alhamdulillah. Um, but I think it was initially, how do we get to share our stories for other people outside of the existing Muslim communities that know us um, and are sharing us internally um, to hear about us and to hear about the work that we're doing? So that was uh, like one challenge. I think I think for me, a uh, uh, heavy was burnout because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, because this was a a concept that I was trying to like we really were trying to prove it the, the fact that Muslim women are not a niche the fact that Muslims are not a niche we're like one point six billion people yeah, in the yeah. world so it's like. Um, even that, like one of the things that I was like, okay, just go, 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 go. And what happens, go, 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 go. Eventually you burn out. <laughs> you start to, <laughs> you start to see that, okay, 
you're not going to be able to survive long term if you could do it this way. So for me, it was, it was taking that pause of um, learning to depend on other people, learning to uh, um, stop putting everything on me and, and, and getting things done, learning that we're, we're a big team and as people joined, you know, um, that was like one of the main challenges. I think the other thing was not thinking of myself as niche because um, uh, in the beginning it was like I had to convince myself, yeah, I know this is my people, our group of people. Like so I was talking about Muslim women as if they're small group of people, you know, and I was like, I want to do it for Muslim women. I know we're not going to reach the charts. You know, I remember Ada going like, we're going to make it number one one day. I said, yeah, we Inshallah, <laughs> yeah. But in my head I was going like, I mean, realistically, if we talk, but it's it's truly God showing His power, and truly Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala just showing that you know when you do something, and you do it authentically, and you do it with a sense and an intention to help people. Like our slogan for a very long time was, "If one person feels less alone, like we have done our job," and and Allah showed us how many people mm. were praying for that and how many people um, were learning to value themselves through the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so for me, this podcast was a way to, that I started to honor and value my story and the stories of Muslim women um, and doing that like authentically and, and, and seeing the value of it and placing it where it needs to be and everybody extended to start doing that for themselves too and it was just the coolest thing so um i'm always in 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 a, in a bucket like working like this and it's like sometimes you, you got to stop pause and look up and see that you're not alone in the world and you're not fighting alone in the world and there's so many people like you that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is using you to reach um yeah Burned out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I just feel like I, I'm gonna just echo because you know the oh. the work was so it had to go, yeah. and like when you're starting something from scratch, it's like there's so much fear that people tell you. If you stop, you're not gonna. You're gonna the amendment is gonna die, and imagine that we're not gonna stop. But we're, <laughs> we're telling stories from our hearts. Like this is not like you know just us making up stuff. Yeah. Like it requires this intense intentionality. You know, I don't want it to feel like we're in some just like, you know, machine running play because it just it's just not human. It doesn't feel real. Mm. But we found ourselves like having to push in a way. And I, and I don't really like it. It wasn't something ideal, you know, um, and I hope that we can you know do better. That another challenge for me personally was like learning what it means to invest in my own growth. Mm. That was really hard. Like I, I didn't realize that I had to be my biggest fan a little bit. Because this entire experience has been challenging on numerous levels, especially as a person who is doing something that is so imp impact impactful, and also it has to do with our religion. So there's a sense of trustworthy and amana. Like that weighs extremely heavy on me, and, and they know that. I always talk about. It. I feel like I, I've gotten more gray hairs than I should at, at 30, to be honest. <laughs> but I know with the overthinking of is this the right thing? Am I pleasing Allah? Have I made a mistake? Am I the right person for the job? You know, and, and those those fears are natural. It's the mixture of imposter syndrome, but it's also recognizing like Allah is calling you to something. Mm -hmm. He's not asking you to be perfect. He's telling you to try your best. And when you make it, say, be humble enough to correct it. But doing that in front of people is really hard. You know, you don't want to be imperfect, mm -hmm. people. You don't want to be flawed, but this work requires it, you know, and that's what sincerity looks like. It's like, I don't have all the cards. I don't actually know exactly what I'm doing all the time. 
You know, there's things I'm still waiting for Allah to tell me and to show me, you know? Um, and so that has been the most interesting journey. And it's really just a journey of what it means to have trust. I'm learning what tawakkal actually means. And I recognize that, like, it's just moments of I don't know and just saying Allah knows and that's enough today. You know, like, that's something I had to that's enough. And being an eldest daughter, I was like, you, you always feel like you need to know everything all the time. If you don't, there's something wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you think. But I'm learning that, like, you know, part of this work is, belong, is it, it, all of this belongs to Allah. We're just custodians, you know? And so, and there's, there's so much beauty in it. And, and, and in it, there's so much relief, too. When, you, when, you are, when you're telling stories, A, you're, you're bringing the human back of, like, okay, there are strokes, but let me tell you about the real person behind it. Also, when you're doing it through the internet, it, you can't control who hears it. Everyone hears it, right? And so it's like when you put it out there, it's like you don't know where it's going to land. But I think that's what's powerful. It's like, you know, as much as I'm not forcing you to, but it's going to land on your lap. Mm. And you're going to have to do with, the, with, with you, how you understand yeah. it. And so storytelling is so powerful because everyone recognizes it despite where we're all from. We all understand stories deeply. We all see facts like stories. We all see our lives like mm. stories. Right? And if I connect you on that, I already have we already have a major connection. Mm. Whether you like whether me is somebody who just might hate me, mm. we have something in common, right? We like mm. a good story. We like a redemption story. Yeah. We like a comeback story. Yeah. We like someone that that found themselves. We love the hero. We love the person that maybe didn't think they were. Mm. And evolve, we all know what that feels like. Mm, 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 mm. Right? No longer those tropes stand anymore. Yeah. Because now you see me as you. Right. And what's, what's stopping us now? You know, and so, you know, there's, there's times where people, there's, there's, there's stories where people just don't want to even hear. They put plugs in their ears. You know what I mean? Like, they don't, like, when, when you think about the person's time, they didn't even want to hear that. I just want to put plugs in their ears. Because the, yeah, the truth is there. The truth is there. Right? Um, and that's what it is, right? It's like, if you hear it, you hear it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and you can't control how it hits your heart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to try uh, this as well. I feel like, subhanAllah, we're living in a time where traditional media is no longer the way to sort of share stories. Mm -hmm. And we've been fortunate about that because, subhanAllah, if we were in traditional TV right now, I don't think we would have been able to share 90% of the stories. A, we're not the demographic. B, um, some of the stories that we've been able to touch um, uh, do with mental health with suicide and sometimes these are very very difficult conversations to have digital storytelling breaks down those barriers right we're able to reach the right people people whose hearts are open to this people who want to hear these stories without these barriers mm -hmm. alhamdulillah for the time that we're in because this, we're no longer fall within traditional within traditional media so i think that's where i the the impact that we've done just like Ada said we shared our stories, we put it out there, the internet, the world <laughs> did its thing, and people spoke up and said, this resonates with me. I feel seen, I feel heard, alhamdulillah for a platform like this, for a group of sisters. And subhanAllah, one thing I absolutely love when I discovered this podcast, it's everyday Muslim women. Mm. It's your sister, it's your mother, it's your uh, next, your neighbor, it's people who you don't know they're hurt. You don't know what they're going through. They look happy. They look like they're doing amazing. But what, what connects them all 
as they're on their journey and their relationship with Allah is what perseveres them. And this is their story to tell you, here's how I overcame that. And, and, and we don't often hear these just stories. They're normal stories, mm -hmm. but what connects them? It's faith, it's mm -hmm. Iman. Mm -hmm. It's the ability to say, I couldn't have reached where I am without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where this is another layer that we add, you know? And then I think the final thing, subhanAllah, we're not a traditional podcast in a sense or we have people sitting in front of each other and it's filmed, you know, um, or it's on YouTube. We allow, it's, it's narrative storytelling, right? So uh, Ada as a host not only interviews these individuals, but her storytelling and the way it's produced allows to take you on a journey from beginning to end. And I think that is what changed the game because I've, I haven't heard that kind of storytelling with its authenticity, with its just naturalness. And I could not tell you the amount of times that I cried as an individual just listening to this, whether it's on my way to work, whether, and this is before I've met them, you know? And we've heard people come to us and say, your story changed my life. And that just gives us goosebumps, you know? Mm -hmm. People making die for you and they don't even know you. Mm. And I know I was made tough for you guys, mm -hmm. subhanAllah. Mm -hmm. so, so yeah, I think that's where the, the, the breaking down of the barriers. And then what I do want to add. Yeah. I think uh, history is being written digitally right now. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of the biggest things that I, I started to notice. Because in the past, we had books, and that's how stories were shared. That's how history was written down. And now you have digital, right? And so um, my goal always is to encourage people to saturate the world with as much stories your stories as possible right and so this 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 podcast is one avenue in which we're doing that right and there's a lot of other ways that we're going to be doing that in the future right um uh but it's about understanding the importance of your story and understanding that you are an individual the way you experience the world the way you're experiencing life what you are learning, how you are growing is a part of history. And you're a part of history. So you need to be sharing that um, in, in the best capacity that you can so that we can learn from each other, right? Um, one of the things that others said is like, the podcast is literally, it's, a, it's like a notes we're sharing, right? Now. It's like a shared notes where we're going like, I went through this and I went through this and I'm learning about this. And so um, a podcast that combines uh, human stories uh, spiritual growth and this understanding that the world is from the perspective that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created it adds a, a deeper touch I, I feel like um, to storytelling because I've seen extremely well produced uh, podcast that tell stories like mm -hmm. this but I always found the one element that's always missing is, is, is the spiritual. Where's, mm -hmm. Where is God in this story, right? Mm -hmm. In the story of life, every human being is trying to understand the story of life, right? And different people come up with different explanations. And as Muslims, we believe the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, said it is the way to go. So it's important for us to tell our stories from that perspective mm -hmm. and to see the value of it and to understand that when we speak in that capacity, we start to understand ourselves better, our souls better, our hearts better, our families better, and go on from there. And so a lot of people, they walk into the studio a little scared, a little, because oh, we ask for huge amounts of vulnerability and openness, and for someone to talk about the things that they're unsure about, 
is is huge, right? And it's like to open up to the world, and 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 when they do that, it allows so many other people to take off their masks, take off this this armor that we had to put on for a very long period of time, and just be human, you know. Many of this, like this entire experience, truly is. I know it sounds corny, but it really feels like I'm witnessing a miracle yeah. before me. Yeah. So it's hard to contextualize a miracle because it's like. How did this happen? Everyone asks us, how did this happen? I'm like, oh, our stories are good. Yeah, I believe that. (laughs) But 10 million is also kind of insane. Like, to happen in a year or something, like, that's that's pretty extraordinary. You know, everyone's so, like, shocked about that, that part, right? No matter where you go, you know, people didn't have that journey. It's like kind of, kind of, you know, it just, it's extraordinary. But it's because Allah, Allah blessed Blessed. Babaraka. And I truly, he literally said, oh, this is what you're doing. This is your intention. I'm unsure every person here. That's what it feels like. Mm. You know, that Allah is spreading it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, this is where we look at ourselves. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, like, what does this mean? Where do we go from here? And it's just like, we just need to do the work. You know, if we get caught up in it, then you're just going to be confused. Mm-hmm. But I don't want us to lose sight of the, the effort, mm. right? We're not here for fame. We're not here to, you know, boost our personal. We're just here to, to yeah. please Allah SWT. Truly, we're just here to please Allah. And so that's our main objective. That's why when you meet us, we're not, we don't have a proximity. We want people to feel like you can sit with us. I literally, people say, oh, I, I never thought that. I literally give people my number. <laughs> like people, I, I, to me, there's no difference. I'm your sister, you're my sister, you know? Yeah. Um, this, uh, this fan culture is not something we subscribe to, you know? It's not who we, it's not what we believe in, yeah. you know? Where we just want to share our message and yeah. that's for everyone to hear, yeah. but... This is not about like, oh, you know, we're, we're trying to get to new heights and we're trying to, I mean, we're, there's something, so, no, it's, mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to please Allah to the best of our abilities mm-hmm. and we're trying to be with the ummah, yeah. you know, we're trying to be in it, we're trying to do our contributions and we're trying to invite others to contribute. Yeah. Um, but w- what are your thoughts, guys? <laughs> I feel like, I, yeah, I think it taught me as a producer that there's nothing minuscule about the Muslim community. Mm. Uh, it's like uh, for a very long time, people have preached uh, where it's uh, uh, Muslims are others mm. in in the, in society, or so, somehow you are different. But mm. Muslims are embedded. We're part of the fact. We consume. We buy. We learn. We share. Yes. We talk. There's it's so involved in the culture, and so um, it's so. It was so beautiful to witness it in the UK, a place I, this to now is my first time being in the UK. Uh, but to to see the level of presence uh, that the Muslim uh, Ummah has was so extraordinary and so beautiful. And to me, it's like I haven't processed 10 million yet because no. I, I'm not a numbers person. I don't understand and process numbers well. But to me, um, hearing one person, like uh, I, I'm still going back to that first room we were in when we did our first event and we walked in we just said guys we're gonna do a question and answer like a small and and then so many women filled the space i left for a little bit just to grab something and then i came back opened the door the room was like a fire hazard there was way too many people in it and I still, I'm, I'm still there. I haven't processed ten million. I'm, I'm, not, I'm still at the fact that there's so many people sitting there. You could see the introverts. You could see the extroverts. Some of them are going like, hey, the wallflowers. The wallflowers. and some of them are like just so quiet, just yes. looking at you. And it's like I was like, wow. 
like it's extraordinary to be chosen to be a part of something so massive and so great and that that's a gift that god's given us and it could be taken away at any point right this is ideas all of this stuff is something that allah gifts people you know and you have to really take care of it so um we're working so hard to really take care of that gift as best as we can we always ask people yo big die for us this this whole machine is running on die no, I haven't. And I refuse. I, I think it's funny because it's literally my job to look at these numbers on a constant basis. And I, I've, I feel removed from it. And I think there's a reason for that. We have to battle our nafs every day. You know, like 10 million, did we do it? No, this is from Allah. This is 100% from Allah. Everything that we've done, we've reached is from Allah. Take this event that we're going to today, and the fact that it's sold out, and the fact that people are flying in, some of them, just to attend an event, again, this is not from us, you know? Like, if any if anyone was to do this, they'd get a, you know, they'd feel like a celebrity, you know? <laughs> I mean, they're selling out in 30 seconds? Yeah. How, that, like, uh, for me, I'm constantly thinking, Ya Allah, make this easy for us. Ya Allah, make this easy for us. Because ultimately, I'm like, I can't, I can't imagine it. I still can't imagine it. SubhanAllah. It's, uh, it's something to process for sure. Yeah, so, absolutely. may Allah make it easy for us. Yeah. So, first things first, I think we knew that we wanted to do an event in the UK. And it was a long time coming. And it was our biggest fear because of the love that the UK has for us. Barakallah fikum. May Allah put ajid and all the, the love that you guys give us. Um, so when we decided, Bismillah, we're coming. We're coming to the UK. And I remember very clearly, um, I was putting the announcement on our social media pages. And I was like, uh, I was WhatsApping everybody and saying, ladies, inshallah, we get to at least, you know, get a couple of people to buy our tickets. Maybe we get to 80%. You know, alhamdulillah, whoever comes out. And we intentionally made it um, uh, unlimited because we wanted it to be intimate. We wanted to meet people for the first time here. And we wanted to test the waters. So I post it and uh, I go about my day. And by my day, I mean I take two steps forward, <laughs> only to check my phone again and have uh, one of my colleagues, Sophia, say, ladies, it's sold out. And I'm like, no, no, check your phone. I think your phone broke or something. <laughs> There's no way. There's just no way. And then we look at Twitter, and there's a meltdown of people tweeting in, there's no way this is sold out. How is it harder to get tickets than Beyonce? <laughs> and I'm just like, subhanAllah, this is, this is, and I'm, I'm still like scared. I don't know what's going to happen today, but I'm also excited, alhamdulillah, to see the level of love, the level mm. of, you know, like a uh, 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 support that we're getting. Like people want to see us. People want to feel and experience us. So again, I'm still processing this. I don't know um, how it happened, but alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. What about you guys? What did you think? 
I, I think I'm just here for the ride because uh, <laughs> yeah, it's also the, the team has put extraordinary efforts into putting this together. You know, modest visions. Yeah. There's a lot of people, wow. yeah, a lot of people who jumped in, like you know, and really uh, made this possible. And for us, it's like uh, Alhamdulillah, Sosan came at a t- such a beautiful time where we we needed major help in uh, the community aspects, right? And and we have people like Khadra and Aisha and all, everybody started building the community because they came in as, as people who love the podcast and they're like they're so like extraordinarily moved by it to the point where they're like we want to help push this and so um, um, I, I have to say I'm here for the ride I'm just going wow guys this is incredible this is me on the side you know so uh, it really is uh, shows extraordinary efforts that they put into yeah. to make this a success alhamdulillah yeah. I mean my sentiment is the same I was in Saudi actually I had was going to do Umrah and uh, and I just was like, I remember just being there. I was like, oh, okay, this is going up live. And I was preparing to leave, you know, to pack. And, and then I just got messages, phone. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter, so I see the notification right away. My phone literally was shaking. I said, what is going on? I thought we were, I thought we were in trouble. I said, I think we were in trouble. Something happened. And to see the reaction, it just it shocked me. And I just was like, it was really beautiful because when it happened, the adhan went off. Mm. You know, and I remember thinking like, I said, may Allah this for us. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. I was hearing the adhan of it. I'm, I'm headed to Umrah. This is selling out. I said, Allah, please, don't let us drop the ball. Don't leave yeah, us to ourselves yeah. to do this. You know, like, I don't I don't want to drop the ball on this. You know? You know keep us on, on this on the right path. You know? And so, I mean, look, everyone's pouring in. You know? And that also means, like, that's an amana. Like, 30 seconds? I'm sorry. We, we, we it's, it's exciting, but it's also like, oh, this is very serious. Like, you know, this is... This is people's, you know, people are really tied to this. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it was very like, I just, I spent, I spent time in reflection and that. I was like, well, Allah SWT, you gave to us, allow us to fulfill what is it that you want for us to do in this. Mm-hmm. Let us fulfill it, mm-hmm. you know, and let it be something that weighs heavy on our scale of duties. So that was our... The theme, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be announced to, uh, to our, our, our audience today. Today, yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk so, a little bit about theme. I mean, the theme came, so in our last two seasons, we opened a story with a story I share. Um, because you can't ask people their stories without offering yours first. And so I had to really dig deep and find, like, really personal stories and share it with the world. That's something I was offering for the sake of Allah, just like every guest that comes on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. The host is also a guest. It's funny. I like you know. I, I I do it once with them. You know, you can't ask people to take yourself on a limb. You never experienced it either. I didn't want that. You know, differentiation. And so the last two stories in the first opening season one and two were stories from the past. This season, I told a story that just happened. Mm-hmm. And it's when you look at how everything is happening, like in transit, it's almost like you thought we curated from day one, but it's it's not curated from day one. It's like. Oh no, this actually fits very well. Last season, season two, we told people about Allah's 99 names. I asked every guest, one name of Allah Santala's 99 names reminds you of your story most. This year, I'm, I'm asking people, I'm showing people what it means to call Allah the names that they learned. This year, I learned a very powerful lesson about what it means to call Allah and get your dry accepted. I saw something unimaginable happened in front of me. I documented it, not knowing this would be a story, and now I'm, it almost feels like I have evidence. Like Allah made me an example of something I can say, this happened to me yesterday, like 
I'm, I'm shocked, but here's me sharing something to you so you can go into Ramadan with a different mindset. Because this story started from last Ramadan. Mm-hmm. And it happened. And I have, it's crazy. I have images, I have videos, I have audios. Mm-hmm. Proof of it. And I didn't even know I was doing it. I was just documenting TDS, but then there was things happening in the middle of it. But it's, I find it so extraordinary that I'm like up to date with the story I'm opening now. It kind of came full circle. So the theme for this year is, is dua, the power of dua. You know? And it's just perfect because last season was the name of Allah. Now what do you do with that, with his names? Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's literally like, like, it's literally the process of what it means when you're seeking your learning of Allah. And so, yeah, it's just, it's really interesting. And so this season where every story is of such around a dua, a catalyst of it, how it transformed their lives, what, what, that, what that taught them about Allah, and how should we understand ourselves and Allah, and the, what dua is the essence of worship, what does that mean? And so, and that's how we're opening the season. And our goal is that if, you know, if Muslims were to recognize the importance of dua, what would this, and they were calling as often as possible, what would this world look like? What would this world look like if everyone called Allah the way they should call Allah and believe in Allah? Where would the Ummah be? Mm-hmm. Where would we be? How would we think? How would we see each other? Right? Because me, dua was what allowed me to strengthen my faith in Allah. It's the way that I saw Allah respond to me, as he promised. You know, and so I can't wait to hear stories and seasons that come out about that. Um, and they teach you different things, but it's exciting. It's very, very exciting. Yeah. What would you say when I know I think um, uh, if you remember our first development meeting for the podcast, we were sitting down and coming up with ideas. I think one of the most central themes was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has planned our lives. There's something so beautiful about it, right? And you only get to understand and see that plan in hindsight. So one of the things we wanted to do with our podcast is capture that. When you look back in hindsight, is 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 this this podcast every story is like that where it's like look back to the story right when you were in it everything seemed foggy but when you are coming out of it you've maybe passed a couple of years you're looking back and you're like wow everything needed to happen exactly how it happened and there was something i learned from it and there's something i'm still learning from it so um this year, we really want to focus on the power of dua, because dua is one of the things that can alter your qadr, right? It has the power to alter your qadr. It's if you do a dua that is sincere, that is accepted, it alters that life plan. So we want to see uh, and, and, and tell the stories of people whose life was altered by a dua.